Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to Kingdom Talks. We are so excited to have Andy Park with us, as well as Daphne Paul. And uh, they each have a story that they would like to share, I would like you to share anyway, about where you've come from and how you're getting, uh, or what you're getting out of this, this movement. Now, what the movement is, that may be a question in a, in a, of itself. So, who wants to go first? Go ahead, Andy. All right. Andy, you got chosen You were ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean... Uh... Well, the last 10 months for me has been quite a journey. Uh, the Lord said to me, I'm going to take you on a spiritual journey, which I wonder what you mean by that. Anyway, it's been, uh, even after all the renewals I've been through, through four decades with the Vineyard, it's been uh, groundbreaking and new, new experiences. Uh, very kind of closely related to a lot of phenomena and uh, just encountering God and, and receiving revelation in different ways. Uh, but taking it some more steps. And um, so a lot of uh, encounters with angels. Um, and that's really, really awesome and extremely encouraging and... and uh, and so many visions and dreams, and uh, um, I, I think of, I see that the whole continuum of revelatory experiences more in a continuum, more as a, they're all close cousins to one another, you know, and, and so, you know, we've learned when you're a worship leader and when, when you're trying to have an intimate relationship with God, you develop the faculty of hearing from God. And so mm -hmm. when you get introduced to, uh, you know, entering into the heavenly place in a, in a different way, it's not that hard because it, you already have developed that kind of spiritual discernment and I mean, it's all a gift anyway. It's all God's grace uh, anyway, but uh, whether, I'm going to heaven or heaven is coming to me, you know, I think there's a lot of mystery in that. Uh, and Well, and I think yeah. one of the things there is, in what we teach anyway, is that it, it's both and. Yeah. You're going to heaven, heaven's here. I mean, yeah, that's part of the thing that we are trying to get people to understand is there's really no separation. Yeah. Yeah. We've lived under this idea of separation. Right. That we're here in God's way out there somewhere. Yeah. I actually want to back up a little bit. I'm going okay. to with, I want to go to another question and, and tell us a little bit about your background because there's a lot of yeah. people out there that don't know uh, who Andy Park is, but I think they do have been impacted by what you've done quite a bit and they probably don't realize it. So maybe share a little yeah. bit about your background. Sure. Well, I grew up in the Episcopal Church as a kid and knew about God but didn't know God. And then 17 years old, went to university and got invited to a vineyard church and boom, you know, I, I began to know God. I immediately began to write music, which I had never done in my life, and been doing it ever since. And uh, 
Little did I know that that would end up being a career, basically, uh, in not just worship, but pastoral ministry. And uh, so, um, yeah, I've been writing songs. I've been I've traveled all over, sharing worship, teaching on worship, and uh, grew up in Los Angeles. And uh, I've been a part of a whole bunch of vineyard churches, a lot of church plants, and um, still traveling around. I have a lot of travel coming up in the next few months. And um, so, so, how, so did, what, how did you get to Canada? I'm curious. Yeah, we're, we're actually yeah, filming uh, this in, in Canada. In Canada, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So um, I had in my head for years, like in my 20s, uh, something about the Northwest, you know, being in L.A., that it's just sort of this massive area. And um, so I did a couple of concert tours with my wife, the first one in, in 81, and the second one in 84, and then the one in 84, I met a couple named Gary and Joy Best, and they he Gary was an assistant pastor in a church in Aldergrove, and Daphne happened to be attending that church. Um, so uh, I, Gary invited us up for the planting of a new church, which became a vineyard in 85. Mm. So that's how I got here. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then, now what are some of the songs, because uh, again, people that might not know you probably yeah. would know some of your yeah. songs. So what are some of the songs that you've done that people might know? In the Secret uh, is probably the best known. Mm -hmm. uh, the River is Here. And then there's a whole bunch of other Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, Blessed Be the Name, Only You. Those are some of the oldies. Um, and, uh, oh, Multiply Your Love. You know, I, I one thing I ask, those those are a handful. Yeah. That's good. I remember those very songs impacting our life. Um, okay. Out of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, the first church we went into was the Vineyard, Vineyard. Church. Okay. <clears throat> and so those songs were very meaningful in yeah. our transition out of the church box into and yeah. I, I can actually remember some of the, you know one of the, one of the songs you mentioned uh, and I'm trying to I'd have to think about it for a little bit but um, I went and parked out in a field this is you know as we're kind of transitioning out of uh, the Seventh Day Adventist Church and I just needed a space and a place so I could go flag and I went and parked out in the middle of this field in, in, in California mm -hmm. and uh, got out my flags cranked up the radio and was yeah. out in this field just flagging away. Awesome. <laughs> I, I remember that very specifically. So, mm. it's a, so your songs have really had an impact uh, worldwide. Mm. And I just uh, am, am honored because we met you at a Chris Carter yeah. conference or a retreat. retreat. Yeah. And you kind of came in really incognito. And I, didn't I wanna, like, yeah. yeah, and I didn't want to bug you, and I didn't want to point any of that out, um, unless, you know, some people like it, some people don't. <laughs> but I just figured you came in quietly, so you probably wanted to remain hidden. Well, I don't go around blowing a trumpet. Here I am. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was an awesome retreat, and had a, a lot of great experiences uh, encountering God at that, in those few days. Yeah. Well, we'll talk some more about that. Yeah. But Daphne, how about you? What's a little bit of your background and, and how have you kind of stepped into this movement? Um, 
I guess I would say that for me, it feels like a culmination of childhood, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having encounters with the Lord as a small child, and um, I, I wouldn't have known that that's... I, I mean, I did know at the time. I wouldn't have counted, called it an encounter. It just was my relationship with God. And um, I had a really specific one when I was about six or seven I just remember I was in kindergarten, so that's six or seven. (laughs) And um, that kind of, that sort of changed everything for me. Um, I can't remember a day when I didn't feel like I encountered the Lord, um, even from childhood. And um, that never left me, even through my teens. I got really disillusioned um, in church because I was having um, what I felt were encounters. And Mm. they weren't okay in the churches that I were in. And so they would tell me that I was like satanic or a satanist or whatever, you know, I just didn't, I didn't know what to do with them as a small child. So um, my first encounter that way was when I was nine Hmm. and um, I ended up leaving that church because I just couldn't accept, Hmm. you know, that pronouncement yeah. Yeah. for me. And so then I went to another church and then I'd gone down to California, had a um, encounter with the Lord. Um, you know, we were singing It Only Takes a Spark. Or... Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, days. those kind of songs. It was the Coin and yeah. Days. And, uh, yeah, man, wow, I shouldn't refer to the reference. <laughs> and uh, just really, again, encountered the Holy Spirit and went, I know this, and came back. And then again, the same thing happened in the next church. And they were just like, so I started playing guitar when I was five. So I was playing music all this time. And, I wasn't allowed to do that kind of stuff, but that's the way mm. I connected mm. with the Lord is in um, just singing worship, playing yeah. guitar. Yeah. And so, um, you know, launch forward again, um, I just ended up, you know, I ended up in the vineyard and um, it was, I mean, when we started the church that Andy was talking about, there was just uh, 17 people, you know, it was like small, we called it the fly church. and. Because there was flies and they had paper hanging down to catch them. <laughs> you know, I thought that was more like a jelly. Yeah, 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 I know. But you know, right down the road from here. Yeah, that's right. It's Very really close. close. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, and then it just exploded and grew, and so um, you know, I just was part of worship there, and um, and then that kind of moved on. After I, I mean, I was in the vineyard for almost twenty years, and then. Um, then just kind of, you know, as things were changing, I was kind of back not in a church for a while. I was at hockey with my boys and then, which was really a great yeah. thing, a really yeah. great gift actually from the Lord because um, I just got to see uh, inclusiveness in a way mm-hmm. I hadn't really seen in church. Like there wasn't, you mm-hmm. know, it was the getting away from the religiousness of things and there's something really wonderful about that and comforting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Bethel came along and there was a huge intersection for me that way and um, when I went to Bethel I went oh these were the days that I recognized in the presence of the Lord in Vineyard and things that were happening and then then, of course this everything started to shift you know with more Mm -hmm. and more with internet and more people coming out and stuff you guys are doing and it just felt like a natural kind of knowing you know what i mean i went yeah. oh these are this is my DNA. this is my people or you know like, yeah you know so mm. that's kind of so it sounds like that the, both of you uh your journeys though though separate uh have been 
ones to where you you both really were already encountering heaven and and God in this way. Mm-hmm. It's just now as it's becoming more and more uh, open for people to realize they can step in and it's not um, demonized anymore right. that you can actually do this, yeah. that you've been able to just kind of slide right in and, and it's like an, you're finding your home and your mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. to where all these years ahead of time you, you had to struggle through it. So what, what might be some of the things that you would share with people uh, that are, are listening that have you know maybe come from your same background or and they're still looking for that home or that that safe place where they can enter in anything in your journey that you would share with any of them um, mm-hmm. in in what would make it easier or help them maybe hmm. yeah, go ahead. well one thought I have is I I think of the famous uh, I think it was Mother's Day 1980 <coughs> where Lonnie Frisbee was at the Anaheim Vineyard I wasn't there but it's very famous because the Holy Spirit came, and I think everyone under the age of 25 was invited to come up, and the Holy Spirit leveled the whole place, and the kids were, they all fell over, they were, I don't know how many kids speaking, singing, yelling in tongues, and uh, a lot of, of the adults were super upset, and uh, so Wimber, the leader of the church, went home very concerned, searching the Bible for kind of uh, encounters with God that were out of the ordinary, and he found a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And so what he, he did was he said to the people that complained to him from the church, uh, when they said, how far are you going to let this thing go? He just held up the Bible, and he said, <laughs> no farther than the, the, this book. you know. And it's, yeah. it's the same thing with yeah. encountering angels, which many Christians, including renewed uh, people that know God, love to worship God, they would, so, angels, you know, uh, and it, but it's extremely biblical. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. maybe only in the last 150 years that people, uh, because of being trained by modern thinking of, where you required to have scientific uh, validation. Yeah. <laughs> you can only validate that that you can empirically measure. Uh, I mean, if you speak... You're going to miss out on a lot yeah, of yeah, that you yeah. go by. It's, it's kind of like <laughs> what you expect, you will get. So like mm-hmm. the people who are dispensationalist in their theology and believe that none of the spiritual gifts are even for today, well, that's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't believe that you can have encounters with angels, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, uh, I was really encouraged one time when I looked up the definition of the word weird. In the, and I, in the Oxford <laughs> mm-hmm. Dictionary, it's uh, otherly. You know, and, and, uh, and so God is weird. <laughs> and that's why I'm weird. God does all. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you look at all the weird things that happen in the Bible, it's okay to be weird. It's okay to have strange things happen to you. And and uh, I'm not seeking strange. I'm seeking God. But right. I have all kinds of phenomena of the Holy Spirit in my mind, the motion yeah. of His body, mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So. And the thing is, I mean, we can have conversations that would get really weird if we <laughs> yeah. wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. but what gets me is, is 
you know, for a very long time, the church has been open to these people who are seeing demons everywhere. Yeah. And, and then you bring up angels and they get freaked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, uh, what's wrong with this picture? Yeah. Why is it okay to see the demonic but not see angels? Mm-hmm. And again, it comes, I think it comes back to um, the idea that people are afraid of being deceived. Mm-hmm. So when you see a demonic thing, you're like, okay, that's a demonic thing. You don't want to deal with it. But you see an angel, and people think, "Oh, well, they're gonna, you know, it's the angel can, of light." Yeah, the angel. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Right. But it's like, well, how big is your God then? Right. Right. How big is your God that mm-hmm. that your God is not able to protect you from deception? Right. When you are fully engaged with Him in love, and you want to just know Him more, you want that intimacy. So that would just be one of the things I throw out to people is, is not to be afraid of encountering angels, the angelic, yeah. especially, especially if you're seeing the demonic, you're seeing in the spiritual realm. So why not shift and say, okay, I don't want to play with them anymore. I would like to engage with the angelic yeah. mm-hmm. and to hear what they have to say. And then people, that's where people get really messed up. Well, why would you want to hear what an angel has to say? Because why wouldn't you just go to God? Well, if that's the case, why wouldn't God just do everything? We don't need right. people. And we don't need each other either. Right. Mm. He yeah. loves his creation. He has created his creation for all of us to engage with. And it includes the angelic. includes yeah. all of heaven. Uh, so let's... You know, drop the fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. So mm-hmm. let's drop the fear. Let's walk in the love and know and trust that he has us covered yeah. Yeah. and step into these things. Yeah. So having said all that, do you have any of the angelic experiences that you'd like to share with us? Either one of you or, or heavenly encounters. Um, and again, we're not looking for one-upmanships, but some of this stuff is really powerful yeah. in what when people hear it helps validate and uh, you know them in a sense that oh I've seen things like that too, mm-hmm. and so that's what's powerful is for them to hear other stories. Yeah, so I, mean, I can just I can just share something simple. I just was going to say off what you said. You know, it's about where do you put your faith? I mean, do you have more faith in the God in God to lead you mm-hmm. or right. the enemy to deceive you? Exactly. And, yeah, uh, that's just yeah, a really good. big thing for me. Um, you know, mm-hmm. people get nervous i'm i'm like i he's a good father where yeah. you know it says right in scripture we're his sheep and we'll hear his voice so yeah. that yeah. is the premise that i'm always operating out of um but in terms of um angelic i had a uh, actually one that was recent i know that i have an angel that sings in my ear i don't mm. know how to explain that mm. really but um i know i have one here that seems to be with me all the time and one here and especially if i'm doing worship um and um, I like to go off song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that. so, um, but it's it's almost like um, the way it happens for me is I hear melodies through the air, and it's almost like I can I can just sort of reach and grab them and just start singing them. But I, I know I'm, so I know there's an angel. I believe there's an angel singing the melodies, and I'm just hearing them sing. Mm-hmm. And um, recently, I was just doing a recording of just. Um, I've actually got it on tape, so it's really fun. Oh, <laughs> but um, I was doing a recording of a song I'm working on in the studio, and um, it's actually called Angels Ascending. Mm. So it was just that I felt like God gave me specifically for a, a project, and um, I was praying before I went into the studio. I said, Lord, I really want angelic sounds on this recording. Mm-hmm. And um, so I sat down with um, my buddy Dave, who's doing some producing for me, and we're just listening through what we had. Now, it just happens with this track, I played everything. I, you know, I created all the drum, I created everything. I was like playing on the piano, everything. <laughs> so I knew everything that went on the song. 
And so just to re-listen. And it was going along, and all of a sudden, I just, this sound comes on, and it, uh, the best I can describe is it kind of goes, like, just like that. And yeah, that I said, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Work, I worked all day. You could, like, get a job. Breakfast right, that's right. Star Trek. Voice over. You know, Star Wars. <laughs> so, um, I, and all of a sudden, I said, what was that? And Dave said, I don't know what that was. So we backed it up again, and we listened, and there this. it was again. And so I said, oh, don't lose it, <laughs> because I knew I hadn't put it on. And it was yes. so clear that it wasn't even any of the instruments inside the song or anything. So I said to him, can you just copy and paste that? Just, you know, for technical people that will get what I'm talking about, talk, copy and mm -hmm. paste, and then just put it somewhere. Just put it anywhere so that you yes, know, we can yeah. maybe use it again or we don't lose it. And he said, okay. So he went and copied and pasted it, and nothing. There was nothing. And I went, did we lose it? And we went back and we listened and it was gone. And then we listened to the second part that had been a repeated part and it was gone. We went back, I was like, it can't be gone. So I took out my um, video off yeah. my camera and I just was videoing, hoping to catch it yes. on video. And if you look um, in recording, everything has sort of a... Time mark waves? A time mark waves, uh, you yeah, can see right. everything. Mm -hmm. right. So we could hear the sound with no marking on it. So that was amazing. So then what happened was we went and played it again and it was there again. And I just happened to be videoing it at the time. And then we went back and played it again and it was gone. So what I was able to do was take the sound off my phone and fly it back into the actual recording. Wow. Otherwise it would have been gone. Wow. It's Is that gone. something that, that hmm. we could put on the on this video? Yeah. Okay. Well let's let's do that. One of those things, Daphne, they're unexplainable. I love it. <laughs> we got... Was that the first one or the second one? That was the second one. Okay. It's in this one for whatever oh. reason. And if it shows up there when I export it as an audio, I can just cut it and move it into this one. Yeah, I... I, I can do it. Yeah. Okay. Post. We can do it post. As long as it... Did we lose it? No, no, no. There it is. Alrighty. How did that get in yeah, there? I don't know how it got in there. Yes! <laughs> I love this! It's like those guitars we recorded and they were all those extra harmonics. Yeah. I did pray this morning. I was like, Lord, please put heavenly sounds in this. Yeah, that's cool. <sighs> so that was fun. That was a great so encounter. Sweet. And I was yeah. so grateful because I just said, oh, I asked you for angel sounding. And I mean, that was the title yeah. the Lord gave me. It was it, That's what it's called. And so mm -hmm. it was just so fun. To have that encounter and I was like thank you and now is this something that people can get a hold of this this tape this music someday I'm working on that <laughs> I'm, I'm working on I'm trying to work on 
couple album ideas and this That's is awesome. instrumental. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. That's gonna be cool. Yeah. Cool. So that's my that's my kind of concrete <clears throat> story of the things I can say that yeah. actually happened, and yeah. I have it. And I, I'm, I'm sure that you've heard the story of um, who is it? Um, Fly. He's got the song. Yeah, yeah. Fly. I've heard it. Mm-hmm. And that whole story behind him Jason having, Upton. Yes, yes. yes yeah. Jason Upton. Fantastic. And, I mean that. Yeah, I love. There's two videos that we've played. You know, kind of back to back. The explanation, uh-huh. and then the song, and then the chills just yeah. go. You know, I mean, they're not—they're not bad chills. They're just like oh, when you hear it, it just—it's yeah. pretty incredible. So I'm looking forward. Yeah, to this. I'll have to show you another one too. There's another one on YouTube from a fellow from—I think he's Mexico or Argentina. Mm. I'm not sure, and it's very clear. It's mm. very loud and amazing. Okay, there's Definitely. another little video clip I saw on Facebook out at Anaheim Vineyard. I think Jeremy Riddle was leading worship, and you can see the angel flying out from. Backstage out into the congregation, very clearly. Wow. It's, wow. Yeah. Okay, I can see where there's going to be some <laughs> editing here where I normally don't edit, but I'm going to edit and bring some stuff into this one. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what what else would you like to share with us? Because I, I usually ask, you know, um, how did you get to where you're at? You know, so your journey. You've shared a little bit bit about that. If you want to share more, you, you feel free to. Then I usually just ask, what has the Father got on your heart right now? Is there a message that just when you're sharing with people, you're talking, that it's just right now this season there's a resonating message that just keeps coming out that you would like to share with everybody? Hmm. Either one of you. Well, I might just share a few angelic experiences during worship. One of them going way back into the 90s, uh, leading worship at Holy Trinity Brompton in London, and feeling incredible wind on me which I later figured out was an angel. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and then for years now, I've had experiences in my studio or where, wherever in my house of just knowing, okay, there's somebody's right there. There's yeah. an angel yeah. like four feet from me. Um, I never knew anything about communicating with them or honoring them. Uh, last summer there was a very clear experience of when I was leading worship at a church in Vancouver there was a big angel and I knew exactly where he was like you know 12 to 15 feet tall Um, and uh, I I have three angels that hang out with me in an occasional visit from another guy. And, uh, but one of the worship yeah. angels, his name is Orion, and I, the Lord, so he's told me the names of these guys. Yeah. And um, uh, so I remember when we were at that retreat, you know, I asked Chris and you for input on, okay, how do you communicate with angels? And, and Chris was saying, honor them, treat them as a friend, uh, relax, have a good time, ask questions. Yeah, have, uh, ask questions. Um, sometimes I receive messages from angels, and I, I found it really interesting why sometimes God will speak to me directly Mm-hmm. And other times mm-hmm. he uses an angel as a messenger, and you know, uh, you know, the Bible says, 
there's many ways yeah. that God yeah. speaks, right? You can use and, donkeys. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, um, uh, Daphne suggested last spring, you know, when I, I can't remember how we got onto that subject, but she said, why don't you check this guy out on YouTube? And I watched this message on angels. And before I went to bed, I said, Lord, if you want to bring that to me, please do. And so I went to sleep. A couple hours later, I was woken up and had quite an encounter. Uh, and that was, so that, that was the beginning of it. And um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, it's interesting when you mentioned the the three angels. You know, everybody has at least one angel, mm-hmm. and some have more. And, and I know that I've got three that hang out with me quite a bit. And it's funny because the very first one that ever uh, began to engage with me was orator. Oh. Orator, orator, you know, mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it, this was way before Kingdom Talks ever started. And I would have never dreamed of being a talk show <laughs> host in any way, <laughs> yeah. shape, or form. And yet... He was the first one to come and begin to engage with me, mm-hmm. and it, I just find that very interesting. And then, and then there's a couple others that are really instrumental mm. in my walk. And I, the thing I would just encourage everybody is is uh, engage, ask about your angels, and engage yeah. with them, and begin to build the relationships because they're there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're 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 kind of uh, missing out if you're not really engaging with them. And I know I don't even do it enough, yeah. but yeah. you know, usually, usually, I you know I would like to be able to do it at least once a day. Just start the day off, and it's like, you guys got anything for me today that I'm not seeing? <laughs> That's right. Like my car keys for stars. Yeah. <laughs> I I I'm got a hold of a, a book recently. It was called Hiring the Heavens, and it was it was yeah. written by not a Christian, <clears throat> but you know more into the New Age. But they had had developed this technology of you know, just asking, you know, the heavens to, you know, I have this task. Is there anybody here who would like to fulfill it? <laughs> they had amazing hmm. stories wow. uh, about it. My heart just leapt as I was listening to this woman share her testimony, because even though she's not a Christian, you could just see the father's delight in what he's downloaded to her. And hmm. we could learn from it. I'm like, yeah. wow, she's yeah. daily having a staff meeting with, with wow. him. Yeah. You know? and, and, it, and it says something a lot about, uh, you say, but the, the arrogance of Christians in the sense that God's only going to deal with Christians. Right. It's like, people, if we're not fulfilling what we're supposed to be doing, God's going to use other people to do it. And in fact, he's going to still use other people because as rain falls on the just and the unjust, as sun shines on the just yeah. and the unjust, yeah. he's going to use whoever's open and willing to engage with him. Mm-hmm. And so we sometimes will miss opportunities if we don't jump in, yeah. but we can also learn from these people. It's just like the occult and everything else. It's mm-hmm. like they are dealing with stuff that we are supposed to be engaged with and they're twisting it and using it for oh, right. darkness. Mm-hmm. And we need to be, uh, well, many of them, if they knew about the true Christian God that we serve, would love to jump on board. But they've been shown a different God. They've been shunned. And they've been shunned, so they really don't want any part of it. And yet, I believe that they really understood Yeshua and Yahweh and Holy Spirit, the love love that's there, (laughs) and how they would love to be able to just pour out more that... 
there'd be such an engagement for many of them. Yeah. Now, some of them, it is a power trip, and they are yeah. just kind of sold out to that. But. Yeah. Hey there. Thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, back to the show. So I'm just curious, um, both of you worship as uh, music is a very big part of who you are. How has that shifted, you know, with these encounters or how have the encounters shifted or... You know, how is yeah. that engaged? Um, I guess I was just going to, maybe I'll try and sure answer that just because you had said, is there anything you want to sort of share with people? And right, this is kind right, of yeah. really on it's my on heart, heart. Um, that, you know, I think often over time we keep hearing prophetic words like there's a new sound coming and there's a new sound coming. And one of the things that I'm starting to understand and I've been taking, um, I was telling Dean, I've been taking a course with um, Dr. Yana Saunders and mm-hmm, Dr. Mm-hmm. Um, Hakan Ibri. It's been just life-changing. And one of the things they talked about was the concept, the Hebrew concept of new. Mm-hmm. And yes. new, you know, there's, um, I think it kind of ties in with something that I feel like I've come to understand, which is new doesn't necessarily mean lily pad jumping from mm-hmm. one thing to the next to the next. Yeah. It's concentric circles of revelation and understanding you just you actually just expand Mm -hmm. and um it doesn't necessarily mean i mean some things have to go for sure but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to dishonor what's come before and um just the whole concept of um what is new um i feel like what i think god is showing me is it's not about trying to come up with some weird funky sounds mm-hmm. you know and I'm I I feel like all the way along as I've walked through watched through sort of how worship has grown there can be a lot of striving yeah, yeah. and there can be yeah. a lot of um, where it's like okay well what's this new thing that we're gonna do and what's this new thing and so kind of trying to create out of there mm-hmm. and for me <clears throat> I just go well what is God put in you? Yes. And what is the thing that you connect with, with the Father in? And I do believe that worship is a flag post, if that's a word. Um, you, when you see God moving, there's always mm-hmm. a, a worship component, component yeah. with it that's quite strong. And I, I find even with churches that, you know, in the church world that get big or whatever, there's often the pastor himself has been a worship leader mm. or something. And there's, and so I look for that. And um, I, I really want to look for people who are real worshipers yeah. um, in their encountering, as opposed to, I'm going to try and make this thing happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess my encouragement, if it's an encouragement, is um, don't abandon mm-hmm. the thing that you connect with the Lord into for the sake of trying something to new. find That's something good. new, yeah. is stay with that. Let God change and shift that and mold that, you know, and be open and just say, Lord, I'm, I'm willing to 
mm. lay that aside to grow because I want to, you know, worship you in spirit and truth. But um, don't abandon it because you think or strive, you, you know, you think there's something else you need to mm-hmm. be trying to land. <laughs> well, I think there is an element to this, this movement that we've stepped into that does warrant some of the scriptural uh, places where it talks about after, you know, after the major events in, in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and new, mm-hmm. that there's a new song. There's a right. new song that comes out of it. Right. And so to me, that partially means not necessarily a new sound, mm-hmm. but it can be considered a new sound when you come up with a new song. Mm-hmm. And that the new song is speaking of the new revelation. Right. And so we're stepping into a massive amount of new revelation. Mm-hmm. And so there are, you know, there are, there are songs that are coming out of the experiences that mm-hmm. you guys are having mm-hmm. that are showing and sharing the new experience. So these are the new songs. This is the new sound. Yeah. And it's, it's cool. Yeah, and I think just that whole thing, I, I probably didn't finish that off well, when they were talking about what is new, it's like yes. they, they look at it more like the moon. Right. Yes. Where a moon comes up, you know, it gets full, it waxes mm-hmm. and wanes, and then it comes again, and it's called a new moon. But right. it's not a new moon. It's still the moon. Yes. Yeah. And so, but it's about it's a, a renewal. Cycle. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like, for me, that's mm-hmm. part of the new song, is yeah. that I'm just not singing something because I have to, or it feels dead or old, or I feel forced. I'm just, I'm letting that rise up, and I'm saying, what do I connect with? Mm-hmm. And that, to me, often is the new song. And it comes from a place of renewed connection mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. with the Father. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's good. Yeah, I I write songs for a lot of different reasons. I write it for personal worship, for exhortation for ministering in a certain outreach context. Um, and I'm never, often don't even know what the end use of a song will be when I'm writing it. it I, I like to think... Uh, I write songs to survive it, it, because it's so much a part of me. Mm. It, it is such a crucial way for me to experience God. And, mm-hmm. and because songwriting, whenever you're writing, it's touching something that is alive at that moment to you. Yeah. Right. yeah. And um, so good. something I need to hear. <clears throat> that's relevant to me because of what I'm going through. And sometimes I'm surprised by which one of those do or don't get shared publicly, you know, and Mm -hmm. certain ones that I thought would really work well in church don't, and other ones vice versa. And, uh, but here's something that's been on my mind for, I don't know, two or three months or, and that is, uh, Similar to when I was a teenager coming into, well, asking the question, what am I supposed to do with my life? And looking at the landscape of what do ministers do, both music ministers and pastoral people. And I never really saw, oh yeah, that's that would be me doing that. Because... It hadn't even been invented yet because the whole worship, as we came to know it in the 80s and 90s, it, it was a new thing. So you didn't have a music director. You we we came up with this thing called worship pastor in a in a you know a style of worship that was new and 
And so similar to what I was going to be hasn't wasn't invented yet. I feel like I'm in another phase of that and that mm -hmm. there is a new thing beginning to evolve that it definitely includes worship but is more than worship. You know, it's it's proclamation, it's encountering God through all kinds of access points. Um, it's uh, a lot of it is just Bible. It, it's, you know, doing the Colossians thing of everyone comes with a mm -hmm. hymn or yeah, song, yeah. a spiritual song, which yeah. is something I do regularly uh, in, when I have an opportunity. But there's something new springing up and, and uh, so bit by bit you know I'm experimenting with um, just trying all kinds of different things in the midst of worship yeah. so it's awesome yeah. that I, I I love what you're saying and I think I get it is like sometimes you see the edges of something yeah mm -hmm. and you know something yeah. new is there or something is coming and and you just begin to see the the outline of it and yeah and i yeah. love the experimentation because i think that that's what it's, it's all about with father right yeah yeah mm -hmm. is going let's try this yeah works doesn't work right you know and you have to have safe places to do that as yeah. well yeah. and so that's why i love the context of you know a group or an we're, Ecclesia or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We've got, you know, Kingdom Equipping Center where we've been experimenting now for several years. <laughs> We're probably and, tired um, of all of our experimentation. Yeah, probably people are getting tired <laughs> of it, but uh, hey, we just keep on going. Yeah. And, you know, what we're still looking for are worship leaders uh, that are willing to mm -hmm. experiment, willing to, you know, yeah. let's get out of the box. Let's right. do something yeah. different. Let's find yeah. out what happens if we do this. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm looking for where is the life, you know, right. because if, if this is God, then it's going to have life on it and it right. will begin to just take off on its own. Yeah. And yet at the same time, we are in, you know, from Chris Carter, you know, yeah. understand that we're in a transition time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we can't really latch on to one thing and just yeah. say, oh, we got it. This right. is it. Yeah. But rather it's like, hey, this works for right now. That's right. <laughs> That's about That's right. it. Or today. It worked today. We don't know if it's going to work tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And not, not looking for the templates to where, mm -hmm. okay, this worked today, mm -hmm. but will it work tomorrow? Right. 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 And just to be free with what is Father doing in the moment, right? Yeah. And to go with right. that, yeah. That right. to me is where the life is at, anyway. Is mm -hmm. where where Father's at. I, I'm curious. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this as well. Just contemplating worship, and you know, we've talked about soul worship versus spirit <clears throat> worship versus mm -hmm. body worship, but in the way of the Lord, it's all of those, right. yeah. you know, and how, how do we engage body, soul, and spirit, and then engage corporately? Yeah. And I think that's what we're wrestling with as we move into this next, you know, era, is how do we engage all of us, mm -hmm. and all of us this mm -hmm. way, yeah. too, and, and how does that look like? I, I feel like movement is a huge deal mm -hmm. that um, in the past has not been allowed you know it's like yeah. very yeah. you know and I heard somebody say something um, about you know Christianity is the only religion where people don't bow to their God <laughs> you know it, yeah. and and, and I think that's a big deal movement and I'm learning more about that again as I study um, the Hebraic culture mm -hmm. um, you know that that was part of their warfare I mean yeah. for me movement has always been huge and um, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you a funny story, but 
without with Andy, without. He just, when we were playing somewhere and I just took off the stage and started dancing, he's like, where did my bass player go? <laughs> but it just, it it's just, worth it. Yeah, I just, I'm not, yeah, I'm not always the most controlled in one spot. It's going to move around. And so I think that's a really big deal. And one of the things I've been experimenting, it, 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 it's actually not an experiment, it just feels like who I am, is that I'm looking for who is around me and I'm listening all the time. I'm trying to go, who is the Holy Spirit touching right now. And my goal always is to go, yes, and try and let that person or I'll hand them the mic. Yeah. Or, and right now I'm doing a thing where I'm just leaving the mic open. I'm like, if you have something, I want you to say. Now, I mean, obviously it's people that I'm trusting, but, yeah. Yeah. but learning how to just go with what is happening in the room. And if mm. the keyboard player is the one that that's on or the drummer and making space for that. And it, I know that's not necessarily new, but... Um, for me, that's a really big part of how I lead is mm. listening for who who is hearing right now and who's connecting, and we just go with that. Yeah. So. And that is that Colossians that yeah. you're talking about. That's that's what we're looking for now. Then I, I do kind of struggle with the idea of taking that because in a small group, yeah, that works great. Yeah, mm-hmm. what we happens yeah, when God brings all these people and there's not room for everyone? Because I, to me, it's yeah. important that everybody does have the opportunity to step in and bring their peace. But when right. there's such a large group, um, I don't have an answer for that right now. One thing I did recently was um, I called, uh, I emailed a bunch of pastors and said, "Would you talk to two or three people?" from your church for this event. And I contacted them a week in advance and said, here's the theme, pray over the theme and see what God gives you. And so probably 15 or 20 people shared. And then one guy got in there who, he didn't realize that everybody else was invited. I never actually made that clear, so I did. And he got a little off, but you know, that's the risk you take. And yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it wasn't any big deal. Yeah. but. That's just one little example. I mean, yeah. But. Well, and that's the thing too is if we're really going to be open and, and let Holy Spirit and let Father, let God mm-hmm. run, uh, it's going to be messy yeah. in sure. our <laughs> eyes. It's going yeah. to be messy, and we're going to wonder what in the heck's going on sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's the the uh, you know the risk, the the good risk that we really need to be willing to take yeah. to let God actually have control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus us controlling it and making it go the way we think it should go. Yeah. And that's scary. It is. And it's interesting, the the movement versus the contemplative soaking type of thing. Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we blend that? I know we came out of the Seventh-day Adventist Church into the vineyard, and we were into flagging, and so yeah. everything was movement. And yet that, for, for us, has settled down mm-hmm. into a lot more meditative focusing and, yeah. and, you know, encountering heaven. But I believe that there's a way yes. to, to yeah. do all of that. And, yeah. and it, it was interesting because I, I believe that learning how to connect heaven and earth in much more, you know, concrete ways. I had an encounter recently where we were in a, in a more <clears throat> traditional worship service. And so I was like, okay, well, I want to engage in the heavenly realm. And, and, you know, so what was happening down here, they were singing a song about overcoming fear. Mm-hmm. And I was working with a group of children's spirits who were being traumatized. And I was teaching them the song about not fearing up here before the Father's throne. And then down here, the worship leader began to sing, He's a Good, Good Father. 
so we I brought the children into the throne room and we're encountering the father and and so it was it was an interesting interplay that was happening um so it's just a curious how do we how do we walk this out Mm -hmm. with some some people maybe are needing to move other people are maybe you know yeah uh you know, I remember Wimber at, at the beginning, and not just Wimber, but the other worship leaders that were working with him, because the very beginning of the vineyard worship was, we've never encountered intimate, like, first-person worship. So they were actually writing articles saying, that's all That's all that worship is. If, if you're not encountering, you know, and if you're not speaking directly to God, it's not worship, which is... That was a very small snapshot yeah. of the present yeah. moment. And, <clears throat> but the thing is, to move forward, you have to emphasize one thing mm-hmm. at, and then neglect some of the other things. But um, having been around it for so long, I, you just, like, like you're saying, do what the Father's doing and mm-hmm. allow room for everyone to do what they feel God's saying now and which is trickier like you're saying it a is. large group can be messy <laughs> yeah but yeah. It, it's worth the risk you know and, and you know here's the thing that I think we might have to get comfortable with and that is that you have a large group and you have some people that step up and they're just you, you know just your your elders and your leadership just sense this this is not right or whatever it might be and it's part of the journey where yeah. you might have to escort somebody out but it's not considered terrible terrible thing you know, for that to happen, but it's just, it's part of the journey. And if we could just get used to that, mm-hmm. um, I, I think we would be more free to move forward in some of that because that's what yeah. everybody's afraid of is the person yeah. that's going to get up and yeah, do something <laughs> and, yeah, and make a, a mess. And it's like, yeah. thank you, God, for that mess. Let's go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get back on track yeah. and learn how to do that well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think some of the other thing I was talking to Adina just at a different time about <laughs> this too is just... Um, People understanding, especially in the worship arena, um, everybody wants to be what I call Captain Kirk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. everybody is, you know, there, there, there's the tragedy a little bit to me is there's sort of a communication. If you can play an instrument, you can be in the worship team, and I, I, I think that there's a there's something about calling mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. um, authority and government yeah. that gets mm-hmm. missed in that, and um, so working with people who know who they are and know yeah. what their place is, whether they're a support person or, you know, so they're not kind of always gunning for the, the because right. then they can be who they are. And I think if there's trust, I mean, relationship yeah. is key to me Definitely. because if there's trust, then I can turn to that person and just go, let's do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm leading in that yeah. case mm-hmm. and I can go, let's do that. Let's go with that. And there, everyone trusts it because there's trust built, mm-hmm. but you also have trust with that person. And they're not just like, oh, finally, they've given me my chance. And they're running off. You know, it's, yes. it's still a co-laboring. Right. Yeah. And so I love what you were doing because that was still a co-laboring, you know, in the mm-hmm. midst of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're touching a little bit on, on something we just, we just had a lunch with a couple and we were talking about this and that, you know, the positional prejudice. Yeah. That, you know, we're aware of our um, racial prejudice, we're aware of gender prejudice, you know, we're aware we're working on these things, you know, pretty, pretty hard, you know, in most, most places, in most cases, but what we're really not aware of and that we really are not dealing with is positional prejudice. 
to where we think the the pastor is better than the laity mm-hmm. or the worship leader is better. You know that we think certain positions are to be coveted, right. and that we should take those verses, knowing who we are, knowing who He has made us to be, mm-hmm. and that we can step into whatever place in the body hum- with humility, humbleness of heart. That we just step into the body to do the part that He's given to us. Number one, we're going to be much happier when we're operating in that. Uh, you know, because if, if someone who's meant to be, uh, you know, uh, backstage doing some things that need to be done, that if they don't get done, then nothing else happens. Mm-hmm. If they're not doing their part, then, you know, we, we the, the stage stuff doesn't happen. I mean, yeah. but we tend to think better of the ones who are on stage than the one who's back there. And that's a prejudice. Yeah. And we need, you know, we need to let go of our own pride and arrogance and thinking that any position is higher than another Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and realize that every position is vital in the body of Christ Mm -hmm. and that we all need one another in order to be healthy. One thing Chris emphasized at that retreat was the importance of giving your power away. Oh, I love that. Which, uh, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was taught to do that, like, for decades uh, by different vineyard leaders and, and... um, it really is fun to lift other people up mm-hmm. so, so that they're leading and to, you know, like Daphne was saying, look for the person that the Lord is on, is gifting at the moment. And, um, and we're all bigger when we do that. We yeah. expand yeah. When, when we share our There's platform instead mm-hmm. of um, hog the spotlight. You know? yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what yeah. Paul was dealing with in the letters to the Corinthians, right? Yeah. And people that were looking for status through that. Uh, but, um, yeah, sharing our power is where it's at. And and I love the way he, you, Chris, taught yeah. that, in that, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, attending to and just pouring out everything that you have in order for others to engage with your gift. Right. And in your gift, you know, some are going to engage with in your gift differently than others would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a very powerful concept that I think is going to be a sign of this next stage that we're stepping into, mm-hmm. that we will have, there's always going to be leaders, you know, um, that I, I don't know how we would get around that. Now, God yeah. may have a supernatural way that he's going to show us, but yeah. currently I don't know that there's a way to get around you know, yeah. having some leaders that are yeah. kind of, that God is using to work through to kind of point the way, mm-hmm. but that those leaders are again, Mm-hmm. Not showboating it, right? Yeah, but it simply it's more facilitating, yeah, mm-hmm. facilitating right. the movement of God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise you're you're, you're grabbing on again and you're taking control. Right. And mm-hmm. I think anytime we see that happening, we know that there's something else going on when when people are taking control of what God has given to them, versus freely just you know letting letting it go and trusting that. Father's going to bring things back in order if, if they get out of order. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we do have responsibility. We all have responsibility. <laughs> but, but, you know, there's also that place where when other people are doing things that you really have no control over, mm-hmm. you know, um, that we need to trust that Father will put things back in order. Yeah. If he shows us something to do, clearly, yeah, we need to step in and do that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just... Yeah. Seeing some things in the in in the movement that if we're not careful, people are stepping off of their place of grace and mercy that they've been operating in, and they're yeah. stepping into trying to control things. Yeah. and And we're all 
can be guilty of that right. very easily. You know, I, I think that when everybody's watching and somebody gets the mic who is like maybe not contributing something very helpful, uh, I think people have grace for that. And I think most people are tired of, of the show. They're, they're, yes. They don't, yeah. you know, they don't want the packaged, okay, here's exactly what we plan and we, we're in control. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they want the serendipity of mm -hmm. God's hand just moving. And I, you know, I think um, after decades of doing church, people, at least the kind of people I, I'm eager to work with, they're willing to put up with a, a little bit of you, you know, have to be strangeness here and there in order to get the gold, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? In order to get the yeah. the really good stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. And what I really appreciate is are are those leaders, facilitators that as something comes out that there's just like mm, that's really not where mm -hmm. you know we everybody kind of senses father's going this way and somebody jumps in and is doing their own thing and going a different direction that they're able to even because I, I know father doesn't lose anything he you know he's not uh you know it's not like that one got out of control it's like if someone's listening well even though someone takes it off that way if people are listening to the father the father's going to show how to use that mm -hmm. to make a point to draw things back into alignment and maybe it was never even off that way in the first place but it just right. feels that way but those again who are listening can take what that what is being said or done and see the Father's interpretation of how that's going to fit right back into where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just we get panicked and, and freak right. out, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we can afford to be more generous. Yeah, as <clears throat> in the way we lead, and that's a big that that is a definitely a value and is definitely a goal is mm -hmm. to be generous and say, you know, I, I don't need to always bring what I have because there might be something else that the Father wants to do. Yeah. Just being aware of that, you know, and laying down agenda all the time mm -hmm. and saying, I'm just going to lay this down. I lay down my agenda, Lord, but I'm coming in with this. Yeah. And, um, you know, give me eyes to see and ears yeah. to hear mm -hmm. what you're doing and if you have something else planned. And I think that's what we found powerful in, in our engagements in the heavenly realm and the many different groups that we, that we lead or facilitate yeah. is that we try to get other people, you know, as soon as they're mature enough to be able to, to lead. Mm -hmm. And when we go into the heavenly realm, we don't come with an agenda. We don't come with, a, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, trying to figure it out. Um, if I led, it probably would go down a particular path right. um, mm -hmm. because of my unique calling and who mm -hmm. I am. Somebody else, same encounter, could take it down, you know, another way. And so it's just holding that loosely and going... Huh. Somebody else is leading, in and they're they're <laughs> leading different. a little different way, and it's like, yeah. and you get excited about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, be and excited it, and about it's good. It. Yeah, it's like mm -hmm. it's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. it's just yeah. the beauty of whoever is facil facilitating. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Multiplicity of giftings. And yeah. 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 So, anything else that the either of you'd like to share again for the audience and, and about yourself or about your journey or about the message that the Father's got on your heart? I have one one thing I really appreciate about both you guys and Chris is the encouragement to um, just find your place when we're talking about the different ages. Mm 
Uh, we're in a window. Well, I, I remember I reviewed my notes uh, recently, and Chris said, you know, it'll be something like between 84 and 200 years that we cross into the next age, but it's already breaking into the present. But just do what you do and be who you are in the context that God has placed you and love everybody around you. Like one, one of the huge uh, <laughs> emphases God has had with me is never block love. Never block oh, yeah. love from God yeah. and between you and God or between you and people. At all times, in all yeah. places, with all people. Yeah. Whether that's in in actions, words, or just in your attitude. And, and I've just got a caught a new really essential glimpse of if you stop the flow between you and people you're stopping it between you and God Absolutely. it's it's first John it's yeah. the book of John it's yeah it's simple Bible but it's one of the hardest things to do and the more you open yourself up to love and to being a conduit of love um, the more open you're going to be as a worshiper so especially as you're introducing new ideas to people just uh take it easy and and go at the pace of grace as brian Horn yeah. likes yeah. to say yeah. you know if, yeah. if god's giving you uh an opening to do a lot do a lot if, if it's just a little do a little and and i, I love the way you guys respect everybody mm -hmm. at their place in their yeah. journey yeah. you know yeah yeah it's important and to to so. not think that they're less than or more than yeah but to understand they're a piece of <laughs> yes and that we're all a piece of the same thing moving together and there are everybody's at a different place and they need to be at that different place in order for the whole thing to move well yeah 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 well we're well, ready to wrap up this portion did you have anything more Daphne you want to share um I mean I guess I would just say that you know as you are um, leading into things that you know you you mentioned about things going sideways or whatever just really that's a great training ground for it us is. to go okay mm. well father why is this tweaking me <laughs> you know is it something in me is yeah. it exactly. the control in me and yeah. um mm -hmm. i know the, the lord's just been talking a lot to me lately about when things go a different way then you know maybe I the way I'd foreseen them and I mean it's years and years of this of course but I'm just seeing new layers and so I'm saying okay Lord if there's something in me that's responding in a defensive manner mm -hmm. to the way somebody said something or done something you're obviously needing to work on my heart and yeah. I want to be yeah. somebody that um, people feel trust you know feel trust with feel loved by and so I want to develop into that person that I can take that in stride you know, bring yeah. your perspective into it if there needs to be, but do it in a loving way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it, you know, we're all getting better at this, but I know that I'm getting better at this in the sense of, um, if I'm in an environment yeah. and I start to feel a little stress, yeah. it's usually because I have an expectation right. that it's going to go one way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because it's not going that way, that stress starts to build up. And that's just, you know, it's become, it's become a very good sign for me. It's just mm -hmm. like, Oh, yeah. wait a minute. Let go of that. Yeah, yeah. Let exactly. it go. Yeah. And let's I'm go with where resting. it's going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Relax and let God be God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, before we end, do either of you have a website that you could point people toward? Mm -hmm. That you would like to? Uh, yeah. I have andypark.ca. 
but I'll be honest, I don't update it very often. But you can find a lot of my music there. Okay. Or, uh, <laughs> Good enough. AndyPark.ca. Yeah. Did you have anything else? To no, say on it? I'm I'm good. Yeah, and you evidently need to get one. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on. It. You're on Facebook. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. well, maybe we can put some things on our uh, website to kind of link them uh, to a place where they can get this angelic encounter that you had. <laughs> yeah. 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 That'd be good. Cool. We so love and appreciate you both. It was such Thank a delight you. to meet you last year at, at the Chris Carter retreat and, mm. and a joy to be able to be here yeah. in yeah. Canada. It was great to it was have so you. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited about it. So um, just wrapping up here, just want to say thank you to all of our viewers. And if you want to catch the behind the scenes, which I think we're going to do a couple minutes of behind the scenes, uh, become a partner with us. You can do so at the um, website. Actually, it's above a D. No, it's above. It's above. Daphne over there. <laughs> anyway, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Go there and you can become a partner and uh, you'll get the behind the scenes as well as some other things you can check out there. And we appreciate each and every one of you. We love you. And, and until next time. And, and we have some exciting things coming up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we have our uh, immersion retreat coming up in Florida and we just want to encourage you to sign up for it. It's going to be an amazing time. It actually starts right on Passover and so we'll have a special Passover together. So if you're looking for a place to have, you know, small group engagement, these are times where it's not as big It's not a lot of teaching. Thing. It's more about engaging. Doing life together yeah. and, and seeking the Lord. So we'd love to have you join us. And if you're watching this much later, there's probably some other immersion retreats that are on there. So just go to our website and check it out. So, all right. Bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.